Hello, and welcome to the Binge Eating to Food Freedom podcast with Katie Papo. Our mission is to help you permanently end disordered eating, binge eating, food addiction, emotional eating, by creating a healthy and peaceful relationship with food. We are sharing simple and sustainable strategies to help you do exactly that. Please subscribe and follow and say hello. And if you haven't yet joined my email list, that's where I send out my highly detailed writings to help you implement all this even better. I invite you to join my email list now at katiepapo.com. Enjoy the episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of season two, Binge Eating to Food Freedom podcast. My name is Katie Papo, and today's topic is the top mistake that people make when rewiring their binge brain. Now, many of you have likely already heard me talk about rewiring the binge brain. And if you haven't, uh, I have a group on Facebook called the End Binge Eating Permanently Facebook group. And I have an entire class just on this. So you're welcome to join that group and check it out. It's in the featured section as of this time. So what I wanted to do today is go into a top mistake that people make when rewiring their binge brain, because this mistake is actually a pattern that I see occur in many areas of of people's progress. So I've seen every client I've had have some kind of challenge around this before. And I especially want to address those of you who are particularly intellectual analytical, logical, maybe you'd describe yourself as a bit more type A. I see lots of people making this mistake that I'll be going over today, but I would say it's most prevalent amongst the type A, ambitious, go-getters, particularly the people who always say like, oh, I'm going to figure it out right? Because you are a resourceful person and you are used to taking things upon yourself and figuring things out. So you spend a lot of time in your brain. You spend a lot of time thinking, analyzing, reflecting, contemplating, possibly some overthinking in there. I can raise my hand, but for that one, no judgment. Um, This is actually my personality, which is why I can identify it very clearly in others, because this was one of my biggest struggles, um, which is why I wanted to take some time today and go over this topic, because understanding this better will really give you a shortcut in ending your disordered eating permanently. Um, I've found that for many people, oh, hey guys, hey Lori, hey Mike, glad to see you guys. The comments just showed up. Um, so, so the reason I wanted to go over this today, like I was saying, is because why take the longer path, (laughs) right? Doesn't it just boil down to that? Like why do the thing that's going to take so much more time when we could just be efficient, right? So let's go over, let's start getting into it. And so what I'll do first is I'll talk about the main problem, but then I'll also go into a couple other areas where this might be showing up for you 
holding you back and you'll be able to identify yourself. So I recommend that as we go, write any takeaways that you have in the comments of this video, if you're listening live or to the replay. Um, and the more we take uh, take notes, the more we write things down, the more it helps our memory, the more it helps to reinforce these concepts. So let's talk about the main problem of rewiring the binge brain. So every person, like I've said, who I've known to, to work on this has made the same sort of, um, has had the same challenges. So if you've found that you're trying to do these practices, you're still spinning your wheels, you're trying to rewire your brain to think like a peaceful eater, to think like a normal eater, and you can't even fathom or wrap your head around it, this is going to be for you. Um, so this is what I'll cover right now. So the first thing to understand that when it comes to rewiring the brain, it's not something that you quote unquote figure out. Now, most of us who are intellectual in nature or analytical in nature, right? We're accustomed to using our brains to figure things out, right? We think things through and we're, we're thinking a lot. And sometimes we spend so much time in our heads that we forget we even have a body and we're, we become very disconnected from the body. So the more time you're spending in your head trying to figure things out, oftentimes the further away you are from really connecting with your body. Now, so when we talk about rewiring the binge brain, it's it's it, it almost seems like, oh, well, of course, I, I would think my way through that, right? Because the brain is in my head and my brain is doing the thinking, right? So in order to rewire my brain, I need to think, I need to figure it out. Now, this is the comfort zone, right? Of, of intellectual, analytical, possibly type A people is we like figuring things out. We like problem solving. This is where we, this is where we actually thrive. So we try to solve all of our problems this way. But when it comes to ending an eating disorder, and rewiring your brain around food, right? There's a whole area below your neck, <laughs> from the bottom of your neck to your feet, right? Not just in the brain, but your whole body, right? That's involved, right? Because who's doing the eating here? You wanna rewire your, your relationship with food. You want to have a completely new relationship with food, and yet we're not including the body in this process, right? We're just trying to think our way into normal eating. We're trying to think our way. Meanwhile, what is normal eating? It's listening to the body, right? It's paying attention to body signals. Now, a lot of us who have spent lots of our histories in dieting, right? Or restricting or methods that, uh, that require you to follow specific food rules, right? A lot of times we're taught to follow these rules instead of listening to the body. Even more so than that, we're taught to override body signals. So an example of that might be, you might feel hungry, but according to the diet or rules that you're on, you can't eat until three o'clock, right? So you're actively overriding a body signal, right? And when we get in these habits of uh, ignoring the body, right? What, what's another example? If you're supposed to, from your diet, eat a certain number of calories, right? You're no longer paying attention to, does this feel good? Is this too much? Is this too little? How does it feel? 
right? We're just saying, I need to hit this number, right? So again, we're either ignoring body signals or altogether, or we are complete or we hear them, but we're completely overriding them for the sake of following that structured plan around food. So in doing this, if we're going through years of dieting and a lot of, you know, intellectual, analytical, logical people like are attracted to this sort of thing because of structure and we like structure and we like feeling in control. So if I know I just need to check these things off a list and hit these numbers, that is appealing to my mind, right? But is that appealing to the body? Does that actually heal your relationship with food at a root level or in reality, is it taking you even further away from your body? So what happens when we spend years and years ignoring or overriding body signals is eventually we it's so outside of our consciousness that we feel like we don't even have body signals anymore. I've heard people say, I don't even, I haven't even felt hunger. I can't even remember the last time I was hungry or I always feel pretty much full or I don't even know when I am full. I don't know the difference between feeling satisfied and feeling over full. So there are so many different layers to this that if we try to figure it out from the perspective of the intellectual mind, the further we're getting away from still being in the body, right? When the body is the one that is actually delivering these signals, the body is the one that is actually doing the eating, right? So we're trying to solve these food problems and we're trying to solve these issues that we have in our bodies from our minds, how nonsensical is that? And yet that is what 99% of people are doing. No wonder eating disorders are so prevalent in the world. No wonder all of these, all of these dieting and issues and treatments are making things worse for people. And one of the things that I've noticed is this can be um, because, especially for intellectual, analytical, logical thinkers, overthinkers, right? Because it's such a comfortable place to be, right? In the mind, in that energy of problem solving. A lot of times we don't even, even when we're, when we have the, the steps to follow, to listen to the body, we're still trying to figure things out, right? Oh, well, let me analyze why I'm feeling resistance to this. And, and let me take five pages of journaling notes to think this through of what is my relationship to chocolate, Whereas you could literally just show up and do the, do the practices, right? And use all that time and energy to do something that's actually going to take you into your body, which is the place where all of the eating is happening. <laughs> and it seems so simple. And it is. It is really that simple. But a lot of times when we've been struggling for some, with something for so long, we seek out complicated methods. We seek out... Um, ways to make things more complicated for ourselves. We seek out more things to analyze because we're used to solving problems from the perspective of our brain, where in reality, the solution and all of the solution will come from you being able to tune in to your body and to start feeling things instead of thinking and trying to figure out things from your mind. Because the body communicates very differently than the mind does. 
right? The mind communicates in the form of thoughts, in the form of words, in the form of logic, right? Our comfort zone, right? For us intellectual people. The body communicates in a very different way. The body communicates in the form of physical sensation. The body communicates in the form of feelings, right? Literal feelings. So if you're thirsty, right? The body doesn't say, I am thirsty. The mind might interpret it that way. But in reality, what you're really going to feel is dryness in your throat, maybe dryness in your mouth, maybe that parched feeling. That's how the body delivers the signal of thirst, right? Now, if you're up in your mind, right, you might not even feel that feeling. So have you ever been in the situation where you're so wrapped up or involved in something like, let's say you're working at the computer. A lot of us do that. I know I do that. You're working at the computer and you're totally in the zone and your mind is just working and you're in problem solving mode. And then you get up and you realize, oh my gosh, I really have to pee. Oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so thirsty. Now, your body was communicating to you, right? While you're at the computer, but because you were so in your head, right? You didn't even get those signals until you stood up and realized, oh my gosh, I have to pee. Oh my gosh, I'm so hungry, right? Now, once you kind of like re-enter in your body, that's where you, you start to notice. I remember when I was binge eating, I would oftentimes watch TV while I was eating. And I would have a big, you know, I would make it a huge event for myself. This was like my me time. I would sit down in front of the TV and I'd pick a movie or a show to binge on. And then I would have, you know, a pizza here and I'd have some, some sweet stuff here. And I would alternate between salty and sweet. And I would have this whole like eating process. Now, while I'm watching the movie, if I was really involved in the movie, paying attention, a lot of times, even though I was eating, at some point, I might look down and realize the food was gone and not even realize that because I was not even fully present in my body to experience the sensations of the food going in. Sometimes if let's say I was eating and then the show ended and I got up to go to the bathroom or something like that, when I would stand up, I would suddenly feel this crazy pain in my stomach. Whereas when I was just sitting down, paying attention to the movie, I didn't feel that. But I did feel it as soon as I stood up and had that moment of like being a little bit more in my body again. Now, suddenly I'm hunched over in pain and I've realized that I've eaten myself far past the point of pain to the point where I can't even stand up straight. This was happening to me on a regular basis. So it goes to show that when the mind is really occupied outside, right, and we're not in our bodies, we do not feel what is happening within. And because the body communicates in the form of sensation and not like the way that we would communicate with each other through words or logic or the way the mind communicates, right? We're, we're not necessarily used to that style of communication. So in order to really rewire the brain, it's not a mental process like a lot of us think it might be when we hear the words brain, right? When we hear the word brain, we think of mental process, where in reality, what happens is when we learn to tune into the body and we make that our normal, 
where we're not spending 100% of our time in our minds, but instead we're taking the trip down to the body, feeling what's going on there, and we're living our lives more inside our own bodies, right? We're, we're living <laughs> in the body as opposed to just in our head. Now we have more of a superpower here because we're training ourselves to be more in our bodies. And when we do that, we have different experiences with these physical sensations and we react differently. And that is what starts to rewire the brain. So you're not rewiring the brain. And this is the biggest mistake everybody makes trying to rewire the brain from that comfort zone place of logic and thinking and figuring it out instead of working through being in the body training yourself to operate from that place more and more, and then letting that process rewire the brain on its own. So your only job, right? Your job is not to think your way through this or figure way or analyze your way through this or figure it out. Your job is to be in the body and then the brain takes care of itself because then your patterns are wired in as different. Does that make sense? Hope that makes sense. So this is the biggest mistake that I see people see, that I see people do. And it's very common. And one of the things that I've also noticed, because this is one of the biggest things that we teach, right, is, is literally doing exactly that, making that transition from being in your head all the time to being in your body all the time. Like this is what our entire rewired eating program is about. I know a lot of you have reached out about that already. It's starting in May. And this whole program is designed to help you end your eating disorder by transitioning you from that place of, oh, I need to figure this out. I need to analyze. I need to think this through. I need to figure out all the reasons why I binge. I need to figure, I need to reflect on what my relationship is with chocolate and what, how has it served me and, and all of this stuff. You don't need that stuff. And that's honestly, while you can have some nice epiphanies or aha moments from that sort of reflection, it's quite irrelevant when it comes to rewiring your relationship with food at the root level. And in the rewired eating program, I like to cut out all that fluff and just give the real practical strategies that will take you from your head into your body so you can start operating more from that place, which will rewire your brain around food on its own. I've seen it a million times again and again and again. Um, repeatedly, and especially for those of us who are more logical, analytical, uh, we love to think things through, we love to problem solve, this is the transition that you will need to make. You will need to leave that comfort zone of problem solving, figuring it out in that way, and you will need to transition yourself into action from being in your body. And once you're there, guess what? That becomes a new home of yours. Now you are comfortable problem solving from your mind, but you're also comfortable being in your body. You've just basically doubled your powers. If we're only operating from our mind, we're at a disadvantage. We only have one place to operate from. Whereas the body can give us those messages that the mind will never, no matter how hard we think or how much we overthink, the mind will never give us the answers that we need when it comes to eating because the mind is not the one eating. So if we keep trying to solve this from the place of the mind, we will always come up short and we will always be frustrated and we will left be left always trying to figure this out. 
So that's what the whole rewired eating program is about. It's about shifting yourself from your brain into your body so your brain can benefit. <laughs> the brain is not left behind. The brain benefits from all of this. So, and then you're just only doubling your powers. It's not like then all of your problem solving abilities fall out of your brain. We know that that will never leave you, right? That is part of who you are, right? That's natural to you, but it's about enhancing and giving yourself a new superpower from being able to make these decisions about your eating from the place of your body, rather than all the times in the past where you've overridden your body signals by trying to follow certain plans or trying to think your way through something or outsmart yourself into not wanting to eat this and all of these convoluted things we do to ourselves through dieting, through restrictive methods, through whatever it is that you've done, therapy, analyzing, over, over going through every little hashing out of your childhood, right? We don't need all of this stuff. You don't need that to rewire your eating. You need to literally just rewire your eating. <laughs> it's so simple. Um, but this is the big thing that most people will miss. So, um, and by the way, I'm going to be sending out, because we're just starting this program in May, like I said, the rewired eating program. If you are somebody who does not want to try to figure this out anymore, and you want to literally just come and do and actually just implement and do the practices and have the support along the way where you can ask questions in case a challenge comes up, which of course the challenges always come up, then that would be, this would be a good time to reach out because I'm going to start sending out information about that soon. I'm going to send out the first round of applications tomorrow and then uh, tomorrow and Friday. And then once we get those in, then we'll be sending out all of the details. So you're most welcome to apply for that if that sounds like something you're ready to do and your eating disorder permanently from the perspective of being in your body instead of trying to figure it out and continue to analyze from your head. So one of the big things that I also wanted to go into today is where this energy of I'm going to figure this out has a big cost, right? Because if we keep trying to figure things out from the mind, the way that we always have now, this is the quality of a resourceful person, right? So I want to first start by saying this is good. This is a good quality to have. I am a resourceful person. One of the requirements that I have for all of my clients is that you are a resourceful person, right? When you have a challenge, you don't just lay down and take it like a victim, but you show up and you take action, right? That's the energy of being resourceful, using your resources, so there's so many positive things that come from being a resourceful person. However, like anything, when we do something to the extreme, it can come at a large cost. And I've seen it again and again, um, not just with all of the examples of what I just shared with rewiring your binge brain, but even taking the action in the first place to do that. So I can think of actually multiple people excuse me, off the top of my head, who I had spoken with, this was years ago now, um, about working with us. And they had shared, you know, 
I've tried, you know, all of these different things before over this number of years. Most of the people I speak with have tried dieting, therapy, different weight loss programs, um, sometimes more out of the box things like hypnosis, acupuncture, EFT, intuitive eating. So they tried all of these number of things over the course of usually I would say the average 20 to 30 something years, maybe more. And, oh, and, and over time, what has always happened is they've tried these things, but then they come back to the place of, well, I just need to figure it out. I need to figure it out. And they're always coming from this place of, I need to just find the right plan to follow that has the right structure. I just need to outsmart my brain to not fit, to not want the chocolate. I need to outsmart my brain to not want the fried foods. I need to think my way through. I just need to figure out the reason why I binge. And I'm sure there's something that happened in my childhood. So let me go into five years of therapy and go down that road and see what traumas I had that led to me abusing food. And so they're going through all of these practices or all of these um, modalities that keep reinforcing using the brain to fix the problem, thinking your way through, analyzing your way through. And they're getting so insightful and so knowledgeable about their eating disorder, but the eating disorder either stays the same or it gets worse because now you have all of this insight and all of this knowledge and you've put through all of this time and effort and money, but your actual behaviors and results have not changed at all. Even though you've been working constantly and feeling like you're progressing, none of your behaviors have actually changed. And maybe they've even worsened. Most people I've, I see it get worse over time. So even this energy of, or, or sometimes people, the other thing that can happen is not investing in any kind of coaching or any kind of help. And instead, just going through straight from the beginning, this process of, oh, I'll just figure it out myself. And then you go down the route of YouTube videos and down the route of podcasts. Not that there's anything wrong with podcasts. You're listening to one right now. But this is more to open the mind, right, and to give you some insights rather than to literally go dig in very deep to your specific situation and change behaviors. There's a difference, right? So books might be helpful in helping you understand at a more deep, deeper level. There's a place for podcasts. There's a place for YouTube videos. So that's the energy where being resourceful is good, right? When you need to better understand your problem, when you need to get yourself kind of over some, some humps that you need to in the beginning. The point where being resourceful becomes a handicap more so than from being a strength is when we start to, um, or is when we over, we, we're, we're stubborn. This is how I want to say it. We're stubborn about, I need to do this myself. I'll figure it out myself. And I remember one particular woman who, um, she did not want, I, I offered for her to work with us because I knew that her exact problem was the one that we solved. And she insisted, she said, no, 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 I've gotten some great insights today. I'm going to just do this myself. I said, okay. And we, we had already looked at the, cause it, this was not the first time she had said it. She had been saying, I'm going to figure this out myself for the last 20 years. And here, I'm not the person who ever pushes people. Cause I have, I believe that everyone has free will and you can do whatever you want and it's your life. And I'm just here to help. But in this situation, we did look at her history, right? In her history, she had 20 years of insisting 
on figuring it out herself, which in moderation, right? Being resourceful is so good, right? She had read every book and, every, and listened to every podcast and did everything that she could do on her own to figure it out. Now, that's a great quality to be resourceful, but now it's gotten to the place, if you've been doing that for 20 years, now you crossed over into the line of, okay, is this stubbornness or is this genuine resourcefulness? Because in reality, what is it really costing to continue to do it yourself for 20 years, right? It's costing you years of, first of all, time, right? How much mental energy have you put into food? And thinking about, just think over the last week, how much energy you've put into food and planning and trying not to binge and hoping you don't binge and feeling bad that you did binge. And then planning for tomorrow and thinking, what should I eat? And, and is, how many calories is in this? And this is good and this is bad. How much of your mental energy and time is wrapped up into food, right? Then you multiply that week by 20 years, right? What about money, right? What about even just those little costs like diet bars, protein bars, um, binge food, right? Even if you're only spending 15 to $20 a day or so um, and eating that amount, right? Or going through memberships that cost that amount, then what does that add up to over time? Now you're talking five, six, seven, eight, nine, $10,000 a year, right? We can get up to very quickly, those little things can add up. Now multiply that by 20 years, right? So at a certain point, it's not, you're not gaining anything by trying to figure it out. And not only that, but it's only costing you to continue to try to figure this out on your own, right? It's costing you your time. It's costing you your money. And in the meantime, it's costing you your health and your body, right? Because when we continue to abuse our body over so many years, it takes some time for the body to recover, right? It's not a, it's, um, it, it's not like a, a machine. Like we can argue that some parts of the body might operate like a machine, but really it's a holistic system. And when one system is down, right, it affects every other system of the body. So if by binging and dieting and alternating between starving ourselves and stuffing ourselves, what's happening to the organs during that period, right? What's happening to our metabolism during that period, what's happening to our nervous system over that period of being in that constant state of stress of trying to stick to a diet or worrying about binging or feeling so guilty and ashamed of binging, right? So we're, we're taxing our systems in the meantime. It's not just about the time and the mental energy. It's not just about the tens of thousands of dollars over the years. It's about our literal bodies that we only get one of that we're continuing to tax again and again. Why? because I'm so stubborn that I need to figure this out myself, right? And I'm raising my hand. I'm not judging anybody here because I have definitely wasted too much time. This was before I kind of understood the, the value of getting professional help or investing in coaching. This was before I really deeply understood that and I insisted on doing things the DIY way, but I very quickly learned how much more time, how much more expensive, and how much more destruction I'm doing on myself by insisting on doing things that way. And I like to be efficient. I don't know about you, but for me, 
I, at this point, when I need to solve a problem and I'm not an expert in that area, I'm like, okay, who's going to get me to the most efficient path? Because I don't want to waste more time than I need to or more of my energy than I need to or more of my money than I need to. I would just upfront rather put it in the hands of someone and say, help me through this so that way I can get these specific results in the most efficient way. And by doing that, I'm still figuring it out, right? But I'm not putting it all on myself to stubbornly do every piece myself. It's kind of like people, you know, with house flipping, right? We hear all the time, oh, just flip a house, right? You just buy a fixer upper and then flip it and you'll make all this money. But then when you actually go through that process, right? And you see that it's more than just what we see on TV with the professionals flipping the house with a whole crew. You see that this can actually take a lot more time than expected. It can take a lot more money than expected. And a lot of people end up losing money on flipping those houses. So it's about using that, you know, when you are an intellectual person and you are a uh, analytical person and you you are a problem solver by nature and you are type A, you're a go-getter, you want to do things um, in a way that makes sense. It's great to have that energy of resourcefulness and I can do this and, and I'm here for myself and I can do this myself. But at the same time, there is a line where that crosses over into stubbornness where you are just screwing yourself long-term mentally, physically, financially, emotionally, spiritually, it check, it hits all the boxes. So this is the pattern that I see and why I wanted to bring up in this experience when we're rewiring the brain, right? We can get so trapped into, oh, I just need to figure it out. Oh, I just need to problem solve. I need to analyze Sometimes the answer is literally beneath our nose, right? In this case, literally beneath our nose. The answer is in the body, not the mind. So if you really want a relationship with food that feels physically good, you need to be able to tune in to feel what feels physically good. You need to be able to have that experience come from the body and not just the mind. And that's why I've created this program, because God knows how many are out there that teach you to just don't eat past 6 p.m. and only eat these foods and don't eat these foods and only eat between these hours and, you know, only have fruit on its own and, and have a celery juice in the morning and have like how are we listening to the body just by following these rules? It's not to say, oh, you can have celery juice, right? Like I drink, I had a celery juice earlier today, but I did it in such a way where I wasn't following a rigid rule, right? I listen to my, this feels good for me. So I have it. And when I drink, I make sure I feel how my body's feeling as I go through the process. I can adapt that way as I go. A lot of people say, oh, I can't, I can't uh, lift restrictions because I need to do, I need uh, to have restrictions for my health. The restrictions are the thing that are costing you your health because you're constantly rebelling from those restrictions. It's one thing if you were actually following the restrictions, no problem. But most of the people I know are not. And not only that, but they're completely overdoing it purely out of the mental, um, the mental scarcity of, oh my gosh, I can't have these foods anymore. I better binge on them now. Because tomorrow I'm going to have to restrict them again because clearly I can't be trusted. What if you started making decisions from your body and not from your mind, 
right? Because it's not just about lifting restrictions. It's doing that, but then actually being able to feel. So if you have something that might not agree with you, you're, you're in your body enough to feel that before it gets bad, right? You'll get that signal and you can feel it before it gets bad. This is something that can be learned. Even if you've been through dieting, um, even if you've been dieting for years, overriding body signals, ignoring body signals, even if you feel like you're a floating head, totally disconnected from your body, this can be relearned because this is natural to you. You were born having body signals. You still do. You're just ignoring them or overriding them. So it's this practice of being able to tune back in. That's exactly what I'm going to be teaching in the Rewired Eating Program and training you in that so that way you can legitimately start rewiring your brain from a real sustainable place because now you're not just living from your floating head, you are living from your body too and you have that superpower with you. And you cannot, no matter how much you think, no matter how smart you are, no matter how much you analyze, no matter how much you're able to figure things out on your own, if you do not include your body in this process of healing your relationship with food and ending your eating disorder, you are completely missing the point. There are intuitive eating programs out there that are teaching the complete opposite of intuitive eating. They're saying, hey, just eat all your trigger foods so that way you don't feel restricted anymore and you can always have them and then you won't want them anymore. So eat your trigger foods every day. Guess what? you're still completely overriding the, that's a rule. <laughs> the rule is eat your trigger foods every day. Where does the body come into play here? In order to have a healthy relationship with food, you need to have a healthy relationship with your body. And in order to have a healthy relationship with your body, what do you need to do? How do you have a healthy relationship with anyone, right? You communicate. How do you have a healthy relationship with your partner? You communicate. You become a good listener. How do you have a healthy relationship with your children? You communicate. You become a good listener. How do you have a healthy relationship with your body? You communicate. You become a good listener and understand that your body speaks a different language than your mind. So in order to become a good listener, you need to learn that language and practice understanding it. Then you're going to be able to communicate with your body whenever you want with any food no matter what situation you're in or who's around, you will be able to open up that line of communication any time. That is how disordered eating is ended. That is how binge eating is ended. When you have these open lines of communication with your body and you can access them at any given moment and you start operating from that place instead of playing all these games with the mind. The more we get caught up in the mind, the more we fly away from our bodies and all of the answers for your healthiest possible relationship with food in your body will come directly from your body, not from your mind, not from a book, not from a YouTube video. Does that make sense? So I hope you guys found this helpful because this is definitely by far the number one mistake that I see people make is trying to rewire their brain from the position of thinking rather than feeling. And the more you can learn to feel, the more um, connected with your body you will be. And then the more healthy you're going to be able to make that body because you're actually connected to it. You're having a healthy communication. You're being a good listener. You're actually understanding the language. 
So I see there's a lot of comments. I'm definitely going to go through and read them later. And for those of you who are planning to apply for the Rewired Eating Program, keep your eye out for an application over the next couple days. Um, if you have not reached out asking for an application for the Rewired Eating Program, you're welcome to do that now when you're listening to this video. Just send me an email, send me a Facebook message that says, I'd like an application. We'll make sure it's a fit because... As, as I've always said, you know, lots of people have tried many different things and have had, you know, some hard times failing those things. So I like to make sure before I invite anyone into the program that it is the fit to get you exactly the results that you want. And we take the time to do that because I don't want you investing in another thing that's not going to help you. So feel free to reach out for an application. If it's a fit, you'll receive every detail you need to make your decision and then we can get to work. All right. So um, next week, we go into another week of podcasts on Monday and Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. So I look forward to seeing you there on the next episode. Talk to you guys soon.